Blog Talk Radio. It's, uh, it's certainly been a while since we turned the spotlight on business issues here on Chicago's Legal Latte, so let's use today's podcast to maybe correct that situation. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and today we're going to provide some assistance for business owners by talking about maybe putting a spotlight on some of the most common mistakes their peers have made, and uh, let's learn how detrimental those actions or inactions might be and maybe things to do to prevent them. Uh, joining me is someone who's... Uh, seen these common mistakes far too many times during his 16-year legal career, LaBelle Law Attorney Brian Massimino. Um, I'm sure this is one that you sort of dread talking about, but it's good to to bring these things out in the open. So, Brian, thanks for being here and looking forward to talking to you today. Likewise, and it's a pleasure. So, um, you know, we're going to get into some specifics and talk about uh, particular issues, but as as we discuss some of them, you know, are we going to be talking about things that – ultimately lead to, you know, poor performance by a business? Does it lead to financial concerns, potentially lawsuits, or could these things really lead to just about any of those things? Yeah, absolutely. It's In my experience, it's, it's kind of a combination of, of, of all of that. And I think what's, what's um, maybe most business owners fall into the trap of just thinking that some of their, their informal way of operating their business um, won't ever be a problem, and they get, kind of get lulled into that false sense of security, and then um, there is a problem, and when I sit down and talk to them and, and talk through the issues, it becomes quite apparent that this is kind of the way they've always done it. It's never been a problem before, and, and all of a sudden, you know, a small uh, dispute kind of requires a, a real digging into kind of some better business practices, and and so uh, my hope is that even if we're dealing with a problem that might not have an easy solution, that we can kind of educate our client to prevent the problem from reoccurring um, and, and, and put them in a much better position than they would be otherwise. And I'm sure the best time to get to business owners would be when they're starting a business and you could prevent this, but as you said, it, it just doesn't work that way and you find out too late in the game. But from what you've seen, could you divide these up and say that frequently the types of areas we're going to talk about come just from a you know, simple lack of knowledge, people didn't know about it, or are they too focused on just getting their business up and running, bad decision-making, yeah. or it might, again, just be yeah, any other. Yeah, I think, I think those, are, those are common reasons for these problems to kind of um, come out of the woodwork. Um, a lot of business owners are creative types and their focus is on the product and or their you know their service and that's where they really devote most of their time and attention it for good reason they wouldn't have a business without it and on some of the finer nuanced points uh, of the law it's not it's not worth their time necessarily to invest to understand that and get get all those nuances down um, and that's why um, you have attorneys like me and, and the others at Lavelle Law to try to help them uh, navigate those issues. And, and again, really with the focus of trying to avoid them be, being problems, you know, avoid the, avoid the problem altogether. Um, and then if it does become a problem, yeah. that we, we try to minimize the issue and the exposure as quickly as possible. Well, in talking to you and some of your peers at Lavelle Law over the years here on the podcast and reading the articles that you guys publish so frequently, uh, 
you know, whenever there's business conversation, it seems to be a great common theme. It says, you know, put it in writing. Always have a, have a good contract to uh, outline whether it's, you know, relationships with employees or customers or vendors. Sure. Um, let's talk about contracts, and, and that's, you know, a, a critical starting point. But you, you raised the term, you know, proper uh, privity of contract, and I hadn't seen that before. Can you explain what that is? Sure. Uh, privity of contract, it, it's like a deceptively simple concept, and I think most people intuitively know it, but um, it, it really has come back to bite some of my clients pretty hard. And so the idea is that only parties to a contract can derive some benefit from that contract and also have some kind of obligation under that contract. So contracts are, are two-way streets. I, both parties, or if there's a multi-party contract, Everyone has some kind of obligation and some kind of benefit, and that's, that's really uh, the, the essence of a contract to begin with. And so when it comes to privity, I, I, the, the best example I could give, if I could, if I could do that, Jim, is, is to just talk about uh, using some fictitious names um, to, to really hammer the point home. So um, years and years ago, um, I'll just call them Sally and Sam. They were business partners, and they – they their business was um, uh, investing in billboards throughout the Chicagoland area, and uh, the the nature of the business required a lease with the the owner of the real estate on which the billboard sat, and then they would sign a lease. Uh, oftentimes, they would have to give a personal guarantee as a small business owner, a very common thing to have to do, and then they would rent out the billboard space and derive income from that pay the rent and the rest that they made was, was a profit. And so um, years go by, they accumulate about 30 billboards and uh, they hit some, uh, some bumps in their relationship and decided to separate and go their, their separate ways. Uh, and the, the, they worked out a resolution between them and it was, well, each of you take 15 billboards. Just made sense. There's 30 divided by two, 15 each. And you pay your debts, I'll pay mine, I'll get my income, you get your income, and we just don't have to do business with each other anymore. Sounded great on paper until years passed, and apparently Sam fell on hard times. And the landlords were looking to get paid. He wasn't paying his rent. And so they filed a lawsuit, but they didn't sue Sam. They sued Sally. Because Sally had given them a personal guarantee, she was doing significantly better, she had the resources, and she thought, well, they can't bring a suit against me because of our settlement agreement. She and Sam entered into an agreement, and both of them were supposed to pay their debts. But what she didn't appreciate was the privity of contract issue, and that was the landlords are not obligated under that settlement agreement. They didn't release their personal guarantee, and as a result, she's on the hook for those debts. And it was a very uh, expensive and painful lesson, lesson for her. Um, and in the mm -hmm. end, we were able to negotiate a, a business resolution to that, but it, it, it cost her quite a bit, and, and she didn't grasp the privity issue. Yeah, great, and a great example there too. Very clear is how that works out. Now, I want to, I want to. There were a couple other things that uh, we want to talk about today and other terms that are being introduced in the conversation. One is uh, uh, acquiescence, and I uh, would love to get uh, an understanding of how that relates to the discussion today and what, what exposure businesses have uh, 
with regard to that term. Sure, of course. So acquiescence is another term that you'll see in uh, mostly written in, in uh, case law, but it's not some, a term that people use in, in common everyday language. But it really just means to accept something reluctantly but without protest. And here's where this comes to bite, um, in my experience, where I've seen uh, it to really bite the business owners, is um, the whole issue that arises when, say, for example, you have a business partner, a co-owner of a, of a company, and you, you, know, you divide and conquer. You know, one of you is doing the marketing, and another one of you is doing the, the back-end um, you know, order fulfillment or whatever it is. But as business goes on, uh, the uh, one partner starts to do something that's in, technically in violation of whatever they agreed upon as their operating structure. For example, paying, you know, reimbursing himself or herself for some kind of expense that's really marginally a business expense. And the other partner doesn't like it, but they got a million other things on their plate, and they say, gosh, I'm not going to fight him over a 10 or $20 charge every month. And then, you know, and they, they kind of just let it go. And then that charge turns into a bigger charge, turns into a bigger charge. And all of a sudden, the, 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 the one partner is saying, gosh, I never agreed to these things. I never expressly said it was okay to pay these personal expenses and be reimbursed by the company. But it's been going on for a period of years. And so the idea in the law is, look, if you don't speak up and object mm-hmm. – and take some kind of affirmative step to protect your interests, then you've acquiesced. You've allowed it to continue to the point where you've almost agreed to it without outright agreeing to it. We use the term waiver a lot, and it kind of come, plays into this uh, this uh, context as well. Well, uh, you know, there's so much we could talk about in terms of contracts, and we're, we're with uh, Lavelle Law Attorney Brian Messimino today, and um, I want to direct you over to labellwad.com to, to meet Brian online and, and get more information about him and his practice and his experience in, in the legal field. And, and contracts are such a great topic, um, but there are certain parts of it we should probably take a look at today. And a few things that, um, you know, there's two things with a contract, I think, what, what's in it and what's not in it. And sometimes you're heard more by what's well, not in yeah. it than, than what is. Uh, but one of the things that, and it's funny because um, when we talk to attorneys, this comes up, but, you know, there's something usually in context about attorney's fees, which you don't want to think about beforehand, but when you need an attorney because of something someone else has or hasn't done, that may be a very big issue. And, and tell us about the, the role of attorney's fees and some of the things we should know about in, regarding that in context. Yeah, this is, uh, Jim, by far and away one of the most common things, uh, mistakes that I uh, that I see. And it's so to really understand it, you have to know what the, the rule is and then how you kind of work your business practices to take that into account. The, the rule in Illinois and many other states is what's called the American rule regarding attorney's fees. And the rule basically says that everybody pays their own attorney's fees in any kind of legal dispute, regardless of whoever is the prevailing party, unless you've agreed to it in your in, agreed to um, a shifting of the fees in a contract before the dispute arose. And there's other situations where a statute might come into play. But for our purposes, we'll talk about the, 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 the attorney's fees clause in a contract. 
So um, a, a lot of cases have, have crossed my desk over the years where there's a clear breach of contract by another party and the client's adamant that they're entitled to get paid for whatever services they rendered or whatever it was. Uh, and they just assume that because it's a clear breach of contract, they're also entitled to the attorney's fees that they incur to bring that claim. Well, the American rule regarding attorney's fees says no. Unless it's in your contract in advance, then you can't also recover that as your damages. And so that's a really big deal because a lot of people would just shy away from bringing a case of a smaller dollar amount because it might cost them more in attorney's fees than it would to bring the suit to try to recover the, the money. So it's really imperative. And this is a really easy fix. It's a low-cost fix, and it, it could pay really big dividends uh, down the road. But the fix is just get that language in your contract as soon as possible um, and you know, just incorporate that into your, the way of doing business going forward, and you'll save yourself a, a headache down the road. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here because we have you know, only about two minutes left, and I'm going to throw a topic at you that probably is a 15-minute conversation into itself. Maybe we'll heat it a little bit sure. and back to it on a future podcast. But, you know, when you're starting a business, you're getting everything set up. The last thing you're thinking about is leaving the business. But sure. whether it's through unfortunate death, your business being sold, or any other reason, you may exit at a time you don't expect. And when is the right time to plan for that, and how do you do that to do it properly? Yeah, great question, and I, the, the quick answer is early and often. So I would say the earlier, the sooner that a business owner accepts the idea that at some point that business is either going to cease existing or their involvement in the business is going to end in some capacity. could be death, disability, could be they're ready for retirement. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of different ways that their involvement could end. But the sooner they appreciate that it will end at some point, um, then we can help them with the transitional part of it, um, and especially as it relates to multiple owners and where one owner wants to leave and the others are going to stay. Uh, there's lots of ways that we can protect themselves and the business uh, in advance before those issues really become uh, pertinent. Well, Brian Esmeo of Lavelle Law has been the guest, and, and Brian, I, I love that topic, and uh, from time to time, you join me. So maybe let's make a note and uh, talk about exit strategy as its own podcast sometime down the road because I think there's a lot to cover there. So uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Brian, that's me. You can find him at LavelleLaw.com um, or 4-7-7-0-5-7-5-5-5. Brian Massimino. And to all of you listening today, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again soon.